0: It could have been a really boring race, Kunal, but I think we need to profusely thank Lewis Hamilton for making it interesting.
1: Oh my God, you cannot start a podcast with that line. (laughs) People will just tune out.
0: (laughs) No, I have faith that they won't. But you know, most of the race, I am not sure what was happening. It was so boring. You know, apart from Vettel torpedoing Rosberg in the first corner, (laughs) gotta admit that was entertaining.
1: (laughs) And Rosberg's Mercedes-made tank surviving that incoming torpedo. It was like nothing happened to his car.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that's what Mercedes worked on after Spain. (laughs) (laughs) How to build a tank instead of a car.
1: (laughs) And of course, we should thank Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo for entertaining us as well. Some really exciting wheel-to-wheel racing and clean ones at that as well.
0: No penalties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for a change, we should talk about Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, thanks to him, we heard the Australian national anthem for the first time and since a long time. So he came to Malaysia, he got he got out qualified by Max Verstappen, but still managed to get yet another good getaway to find himself in P2 after the first corner.
0: And he's been getting so many podiums this year, and finally, you know, that long-awaited victory. A big applause.
1: Congratulations, Daniel Ricciardo.
0: But you know, Kunal, I'm wondering, other drivers are not going to like to get on the podium with Daniel anymore. You know, he forced everyone to do a shoey. And you know how hot and sweaty Malaysia gets. Do the math.
1: I think irrespective of the hot and sweaty, the very fact that you're drinking out of a shoe is going to not want a lot of drivers to join Ricciardo on the podium and, you know talking of that I liked how Weber threw his shoe away and probably Verstappen and Rosberg were wondering why they didn't think of it as well
0: experience counts for something because I am sure Mark Weber remembers you know from the time before when he had the shoey on the podium
1: in with Daniel.
0: yeah and I am sure he remembers that champagne doesn't taste that good from a shoe <laughs> Maybe the FI will ban the shoeie on health grounds or something like that.
1: <laughs> they do not like it when drivers have fun in Formula 1.
0: <laughs> or when they have, you know, a foot-in-the-mouth moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best tweet that I read on Ricciardo's win was that the best driver of 2016 finally won a race in 2016. And I am in absolute agreement.
0: The second best driver, Max Verstappen, came second and I absolutely loved their duel on track. It was fought well, it was fought fair and absolutely on the limit. And we have to say thank you to Red Bull Racing for not employing team orders and you know, perhaps depriving us of the most exciting part of the race.
1: Yes, and what Ricciardo did was what a lot of drivers haven't managed to do this season. That is, come out ahead of Max Verstappen When you're battling him on track. (laughs) (laughs) And like Ricciardo said pre-race, he has learned a lot from Max Verstappen. And actually very humble of him to admit that as well.
0: I think the only thing Ricciardo needs to learn now is how to beat Verstappen in the driver of the day rating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also liked how Verstappen called Sebastian Vettel an idiot for doing what he did in Spa. You know, this driver rivalry, I am absolutely loving it. And I love the confidence with which, uh, you know, Verstappen called Vettel an idiot. You know, absolutely no respect for a four-times world driver's champion. <laughs> I'm
0: also waiting to hear Vettel's comeback to that.
1: <laughs> I think there was already a comeback where Vettel said, then that makes it two crazy people or something. Similar to Niki Lauda. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there was also a claim that Max Verstappen collapsed in the garage post-free practice 1.
0: Oh dear, I'm just really glad then that he was good for the race. This was also the ninth 1-2 finish in Malaysia and Red Bull Racing's 4th 1-2 finish at Malaysia. So, good job by Red Bull Racing, you know. Clearly, they're the best on track after Mercedes, of course. And they're always there to seize that window of opportunity, you know, when things don't go so well for Mercedes.
1: Yes, and I wonder where's Ferrari in all of this. I am not sure, uh, but they, of course, are the third fastest at the moment. But that's also because the fourth fastest team, India, in this case, seems a little further off, you know. And uh, I also am not sure what Sebastian Vettel was up to in the first corner. And as for Raikkonen, he's probably done better or he has done better and delivered the results for the team. I also think that if Ferrari do not get their act together in 2017... Sebastian Vettel could go the Fernando Alonso way.
0: That already sounds very exciting. And I'm wondering, (laughs) where will Sebastian Vettel go?
1: (laughs) You know, when a driver like Sebastian Vettel is available, you never know. Uh, But then again, we thought the same thing for Fernando Alonso as well. So maybe it is the Alonso way that Vettel will probably end up going as well. But I think we should go back to talking about the could have won Lewis Hamilton,
0: I was talking before, you know, how Lewis Hamilton made the race interesting. I'm not sure if it was his engine failure that made it interesting. Sorry, Lewis. I mean, we all feel for you. Or his post-race comments. You know, probably it was
1: both. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm on Lewis's side on one thing. An engine failure when you're dominating a race isn't how it should ever be. It was absolutely heart-wrenching and cruel, especially given how this race could have changed his championship position. But there's one part I do not agree with him on, which is, there's someone or something who doesn't want me to win this year's world championship comment. I know he clarified it much later that he meant God, you know, but publicly accusing Mercedes of a conspiracy wasn't needed. However, a heat of the moment comment, it must have been, I'm guessing.
0: I'm sure he was really upset. Kunal, you know, I have been doing some thinking, And when Lewis said that someone doesn't want me to win this year, I know who he was talking about. (laughs) And you know, that person, yes, is in Mercedes and forget this season. That person hasn't wanted Lewis Hamilton to win the past two seasons. Of course, I am talking about Nico Rosberg. (laughs) (laughs) He is doing goddamn everything to ensure that Lewis doesn't win.
1: Oh, well, and he better do goddamn everything to ensure that Lewis doesn't win. Uh, But whatever happened to we win as a team, we lose as a team philosophy that he's otherwise been stating. He, in this case, Hamilton. And why would Mercedes fix this? And that too, in a manner that impacts them the most. I mean, imagine this. There'll be images or there are images of uh, the reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes racing car. On fire while he was in the lead of the Malaysian Grand Prix and this has been splashed across global media. And no wonder that Mercedes cancelled his post-race uh, written media session.
0: It's not good at all for their brand image. But you know, okay, just to give everyone the benefit of doubt, for a second let's assume that Mercedes did fix this. I don't understand how they could have managed to make it work perfectly in the free practice sessions, make the engine work in qualifying, and blow it only in the race. (laughs) How?
1: (laughs) Engineering superiority.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But of course, we're sorry for Lewis Hamilton. And it does seem like he needs some divine intervention to make things go back in his favor this year. Oh, yes. Fingers crossed. Having said that, Nico Rosberg has been tremendously lucky in Malaysia and on multiple counts that too. So firstly, of course, the race start. Both Nico and Lewis got good starts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree this is important because Mercedes has admitted to clutch issues and that they cannot fix them this year. This means that uh, each start this year could actually be a lottery for Mercedes, Mm -hmm. for Rosberg and for Lewis Hamilton.
0: Rosberg also got so lucky that Vettel torpedoed into him, but his car did not break. And despite Rosberg spinning all over the track, no one got near to touching him, you know, the rest of the field as they passed by. And you know what? He also got bloody lucky with those two virtual safety car periods. The bunched up field that really helped him fight back.
1: The Mercedes domination is such that despite being demoted to the back of the grid, we all knew that second was possible for Rosberg and the worst could have been third or fourth.
0: He actually pretty much fought back without any resistance from the field. You know, I'm just wondering, most of the field probably realized like, hey, it's a Mercedes, no point, let him get by. Or maybe they've they mistakenly thought that he was lapping them. <laughs>
1: Uh, After the opening lap, though, I am not sure what Rosberg was thinking. He probably thought that it was all over for him. And his 8 points advantage would actually end up being a 17 points deficit. Yet another swing in the World Drivers' Championship pendulum. Of course, he is lucky that Hamilton scored a DNF. That's a did-not-finish. And he left Sepang with a 23 points advantage. Unthinkable.
0: Who would have thought? The funniest joke I read, and it's a little mean, but hey, it's funny. Hamilton's engine had partied enough and this was his hangover mode. (laughs) (laughs) Though it actually sounds more like he passed out in the middle of the party.
1: (laughs) And uh, because of the retirement for Hamilton and Rosberg's first corner incident, Mercedes will now have to wait till Japan or maybe later to actually wear the world constructors championship crown and interestingly this their second attempt to equal the record for most consecutive wins was thwarted in Malaysia as well so the first was in Spain where we all know what happened and the second was in Malaysia believe it or not if they would have won in Spain they would have extended their consecutive winning streak to an incredible 21 races. That's been their domination.
0: That's, that's actually a full season. 21 <laughs> races. Wow. Rosberg's overtake of Raikkonen, that was a pretty awesome maneuver. And it was just so unlike Nico Rosberg. You know, it, it was more like, say, Hamilton or Verstappen even. It had aggression written all over it. And I'm actually surprised that he got a 10 second time penalty for it. (laughs) Actually, not so surprised. I'm not
1: sure. Well, uh, the consistent FIA were at their inconsistent best again. And it's almost as though they don't want drivers to even overtake each other on track. You know, it was a very strange penalty. uh, Which reminds me of yet another moment when Rosberg was actually lucky. This moment with Raikkonen you just spoke about. He actually suffered no damage Or puncture from this clash.
0: I think someone or something is conspiring against Nico Rosberg to give him all these strange penalties (laughs) that he may or may not deserve. (laughs) Nico Rosberg is halfway through to getting a race ban. Uh, That's because of the penalty points that he's racked up. Of course the chances of a race ban are slim but you know let's just hope that clutches, engines or race bans do not decide this year's World Championship.
1: Or switching of mechanics. Could that be the new reason? Or maybe it is already the reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But having said that, can Lewis Hamilton still win?
1: Of course, we all know his talent. We saw it in Malaysia as well. And uh, I know he doubts if any of his engines will last. but, But we all know that they will. And there's five races and 125 points to play for.
0: Hamilton has anyway said that he's taking things one race at a time. Like Nico Rosberg.
1: (laughs) Maybe he's realized what is actually working for Nico Rosberg. And is trying to make it work for himself too.
0: McLaren, they had a second double points finish. That's a pretty good result for them. But you know Kunal, they seem to be bottom of the midfield runners for now. You know, they are still bottom unfortunately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fernando Alonso's 22nd to 7th. Was a brilliant finish, and of course, Jensen Button's 300 Grand Prix, awesome for him as well. And by the way, I loved the pub that McLaren built for him, and I wish I could say the same about his current racing car as well.
0: <laughs> so, from last week, we had a very, we had a very fun, if I may say so, podcast. We talked about McLaren and Apple. So, one of our listeners actually suggested. That if uh, McLaren is actually taken over by Apple, a great name for them would be McApple. <laughs> or, wait for this, McLapped. <laughs> <laughs> that is so goddamn clever. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, uh, we love our listeners. Thank you very much. You know, keep keep putting these comments and we'll read them out. And uh, Button also said that he will race next year, possibly in Japan. The Super Formula cars, which, by the way, Naren Karthikian and Kamui Kobayashi are racing as well. But that's not my point. My point is, if Button does go to race in Japan, could this lead to a possible reunion with Jessica Michibata? (laughs) By the way, BMW announced their motorsport program for the future. Formula E and the World Endurance Championship. They are not considering Formula 1, despite the hybrid turbo era regulations that were put in place to attract manufacturers like BMW. I think they've listened a bit too much to Alonso's criticism of Formula 1 and praise for the other series.
0: (laughs) The best joke I read this week. Well, it involves Marcus Rickson of all people. And you know, funnily enough, he's probably not the most famous Ericsson we know, because you know, I instantly think of Marshall Ericsson from How I Met Your Mother. But no, this is about Marcus Ericsson. So Marcus actually rammed into a chicken while cycling. And you know what? He injured himself a wee bit.
1: I think it was a bit more than a wee bit, but okay.
0: So the post said, Marcus, attack the chicane, not the chicken. <laughs>
1: I did not know that he crashed regularly outside of Formula One as well. <laughs> <That is evil. laughs> Maybe I should have guessed. And uh, finally, to the business of Formula One, we have got four Grand Prix in October. And the last time we had four Grand Prix in a month, which was in the month of July this year, Hamilton won each of those races. There is Suzuka coming up this weekend, and Mercedes has actually scored a 1 2 here for the last two seasons with Hamilton leading Rosberg. And I think that could be the case this weekend as well. But uh, I think I do expect Red Bull Racing to be strong as well, given that it's a very aerodynamic circuit. And hopefully, there is some sort of challenge this weekend.
0: I just hope that the pendulum of the driver's championship swings again. Because hey, that's what makes it fun for us. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Bernie Ecclestone said that apart from Max Verstappen, he holds Sergio Perez in high regard. That's pretty awesome.
1: That is pretty awesome. I don't know what's stopping Sergio from signing up with Force India again. But but either way, uh, Bernie Ecclestone also said that he regrets having lost Turkey and India from the calendar.
0: We regret it too.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the motorsport... Marketing guru Zach Brown is reportedly heading to Formula 1. Will he replace Bernie Ecclestone or join him? We are curious to know as well.
0: I thought Lewis Hamilton said no to racism. You know, Zach Brown will have to choose a less racist last
1: name. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I think Formula 1 needs a brown and it needs a brawn. Maybe in Ferrari. See you guys post-Suzuka. Thank you so much for tuning in.